Welcome to Parenting That Kid. My name is Ashley Tolliver. As a mom of twins, one being a highly sensitive child who responds to the world in a non-traditional and sometimes challenging way, I understand the desire to find the golden answer. Maybe there is no golden answer, but there are resources, tips, and tricks we can all use to help us make this uniquely normal parenting journey a little more fun. This podcast is a roadmap to parenting that kid for myself and other parents. If recording my journey as I seek a clear starting point, community, and effort to normalize what sometimes feels abnormal supports at least one parent, then my time is not wasted. And hey, if it doesn't, well, there's documented proof that moms deserve a glass of wine. Cheers! When I started parenting that kid, I did it because I wanted parents to have resources at their fingertips. Parents of neurodivergent children feel kind of lost. Where do you go? And I thought, gosh, a podcast would be a great place to put all that information. And while it's amazing to have books on your nightstand that tell you what you should be doing, what you possibly could shift or change in your life, sometimes if you're like me, you're desperate in that moment. And all you want is a tool to help you when you're deep in the trenches. That's where today's episode comes in. It's for the parent who is deep in the trenches. And yes, you could be eating the right foods and having the correct schedule, but what are you doing in those moments when it's so hard for your child to find their balance? How about at school when they're struggling to focus, concentrate, sit still. Those are the moments you actually need tools in your hands. And that's what today is. Today is an episode telling you about an amazing tool from a mama who's walking the same path you and I are. She too has had the phone calls, been into the office, watched her child struggle. She turned that though into something that thousands of other parents are able to use now. A tool that can go under the desk, under the kitchen table, or even in school for the child to help support them, to help them move because moving does help their focus, but do it in a constructive way. The Kinnabar is a great way to help support your child when they are in the trenches, needing to have their whole body active in order to absorb what's coming at them or what they're putting out. After you listen to this episode, go ahead and click on the show notes to get directly over to the Kinnabar website and see this tool in action. I can guarantee you, This is one of those tools that your next your neighbor's child is going to be begging to have because they too want to have the support that your child is going to get. All right, Jody, thank you so much for joining me today. I want to jump right in for um, all the audience to hear because I think there's a connection with each guest I have if they give us a real life story on who you are or like the background of you. So can you just share... Um, a moment or maybe the time and age period when your child's actions, behaviors, or maybe even just a reaction to something was really clear and difficult and you felt stressed, exhausted, and pushed to your edge that then led to where you are and who you are and what you're doing today? Sure. Um, It was, um, I think, definitely first grade. As soon as my son started um, bringing home homework, I think the teacher intended intended, um, it to take about 15 to 20 minutes per day and I remember it just taking so much longer. Um, he couldn't sit for long periods, and he couldn't stay focused on what we were doing. It was hard to just get through it. I tried different tactics like um, standing, doing jumping jacks in between tasks, um, playing outside beforehand. We tried um, having a snack first. <laughs> I mean, it was mm-hmm. uh, it was a struggle, but honestly, I didn't understand enough about his diagnosis and what was happening in his own body and brain. So at the time, I was just trying things that um, that I thought made sense. I mean, gosh, if I, if I could go back and be empowered by what I know today, 
I could have made it life a lot easier for all of us. And that's why I'm so happy to talk to you today because I want to share what I know with other parents that might be struggling with their kids. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that sounds like something (laughs) I hear probably once or twice a week that they're just struggling with the (laughs) after school because they see it. But then, of course, the teachers see it as well. And there's got to be some some kind of answer. And it doesn't have to be the perfect answer, but a little bit of help to help with that focus and that um, that precise moment that they need attention to just really come into themselves so they can do whatever needs to be done or whatever needs to be met. Exactly. All right, so can you share who you are? And you just said diagnosis, so what do you do, who your child is, maybe what your child's diagnosis is? Yep, um, sure. My name is Jody, and I have two very active young boys, are ages 11 and 7. And I actually created a, a children's product out of necessity to help one of my boys with schoolwork. He was diagnosed with ADHD at age 4. And then a few years later, I learned that he also had sensory processing disorder. So once he started elementary school, it was pretty obvious that sitting still for long periods of time was going to be a challenge for him. Um, One of the things I observed over the years is that one minute he was really hyper, and then the next he could sit down and do Legos for hours. And I hear a lot of parents say this. Um, So, of course, doing things like schoolwork was hard for him because he didn't really enjoy doing it. He couldn't focus or sit still long enough to get through it. But if he got a new Lego set, gosh, he finished it before dinner time because, um, you know, he was in that hyper focus mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty awesome to watch when he was like that. I could, I could tell that he was incredibly smart. He is super inquisitive and he asked such interesting questions all the time. I had two great kids, but you know, we we all have these these challenges that um, that they're faced with. Yeah. So, how you said he was four years old when he was diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. Very young. And so, when um, mm-hmm. how old is he when he created your product? And then, can you share a little bit about what your product is? And we haven't mentioned it, but I that's what I want to dive deep into. And then, how old was he? And then, is that a good age to really start using your product, or is there a certain age? Sure. Um, he was in um, second grade when um, I just really felt like um, we needed to um, try uh, something. Um, it, w- it was kind of uh, an interesting story. So um, one night uh, we were sitting at our uh, kitchen table and we were doing homework and um, he was something was different in him because, like I said, he was always moving and getting up and, mm-hmm. and he was sitting so calmly. He was focused and writing beautifully and and I don't know why, but I, I grabbed my cell phone and I took a video of him. And as I leaned back in my chair to record him, I saw his feet swinging like mad underneath the kitchen table. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if this, you know, is helping him. So that night I went online, I did some research and I realized that he is a kinesthetic learner, which means he needs things like visuals and, and physical movement to mm-hmm. to help him learn better. So um, we actually bought a few products and nothing seemed to help him or fit his current workstation in school. So my husband and I actually went out to our garage and we tried making things that would recreate that swinging movement. Mm-hmm. And we, we pulled together stuff we had like rope, plastic, metal bars. <laughs> We brought a few prototypes into his classroom, and after a week, I asked his teacher, how's it going? And she goes, oh, my gosh, Jody, he swings his, le- his feet all day long. And then the other kids 
um, when I would go in to volunteer, they'd beg me and they'd say, can you make me a swing as well? And then another teacher across the hall said she had a student that needed one. And that's when we realized we should look into taking this a step further. So we didn't really set out to make this foot swing, but it just organically happened. Um, then after that, we just did a ton of research and on kinesthetic tools and movement. And um, we spoke to a patent lawyer and some engineer and they had to figure out how to make it. And it was a ton of work and really exciting, but it took about two and a half years of um, mm-hmm. product development. Um, we thought we had something very safe, quiet, and durable, which were our top three criteria. And so we went into production and I stopped my existing job. I owned my own business and I started connecting with um, parents and teachers online and, and um, really saw a huge need for it. And now I market and sell Kinnabars full time. <laughs> that is, that's so cool. I love hearing that it's from your heart and from your story. You didn't just create a product. You have an attachment to this product because you have an attachment to your child, of course. And that's, that's what I love about this show that I'm trying to find moms who been there, done that, and they have found answers that they mm-hmm. can share with other moms. You mentioned you tried other tools. Do you have, did he go through the hodgepodge of therapies and different books and diets and sensory toys that I feel like every mom tries to go through? <laughs> Exactly. Um, we, pr- we pretty much tried everything under the sun. And I'll tell you quickly, I hired a holistic nutritionist. Uh, we did a gluten-free diet, mm-hmm. um, high protein, reduced sugar. We stayed away from food coloring as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we did occupational therapy, music therapy. We tried kinesthetic tools. Um, we did something called neurofeedback, which was absolutely amazing and, and very successful. Um, there, there's uh, a lot of benefits to it. The, the bad side about it is it's expensive, but mm-hmm. I have to say if, if there's a parent out there that is, um, kind of doesn't want to go the, <clears throat> excuse me, the drug route, then, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a really amazing option and, and some places even take insurance for it. Um, but one of the, one of the biggest things that I walked away with over the years and, and, and learning how to manage ADHD in our home is that it, it's really a 360 degree approach. So you might need all those things that, that we've all tried. Um, yeah. You can't expect one thing to fix it. And I think I was starting out in that mode and I just thought, well, I'm going to try this. Oh shoot. It's not working, you know, and I'm going to try this and oh, man, that's not working either. And it's, that's when I, I just kind of realized like you've, you've got to have all the pieces of the puzzle yeah. Um, to to kind of balance um, that child out, and and that might even take you know all those the exercise, the diet, the uh, it might even take ADHD medication. Um, you know, you just you just have to try different things, and every kid's different, and um, you know, and, and routine routine is just <laughs> uh, critical for them. So um, you, you figure it out. It takes some time, but <laughs> yeah. Do. Well, you created a puzzle piece, I should say, to this huge puzzle of our children that, and I, I'm on, um, I agree with that. When we have so many different pieces that we have to put together in order to have the day functioning, uh, smoothly <laughs> for the whole family, not just our child. Um, yeah, no, it's true. So your, the, kin, the kinesthetic toy is kind of where this falls under or the kinesthetic tools, I should say, because there are sensory tools, mm-hmm. kinesthetic tools, they're all over the place. There's tools for everything, yeah. I think. Um, who can benefit from this? Is this just, do you make just children um, bars? Is this really for adults too? Can we put them under our desks at work or is this primarily for littler ones? <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, it can actually really help any child who okay. is high energy. 
um, but particularly those, it's obviously helpful for kids with ADHD, autism, Asperger's, and because a lot of them are dealing with um, sensory processing disorder as well. Um, I think uh, children and adults have a hard time these days with getting distracted. I think we all have shortened attention spans and um, we actually sell them to adults now because people were commenting on our social media pages that they wanted <laughs> one for work. Yeah. And um, so we expanded like some colors, different colors, like we have black now and we have one that's like a natural wood tone because one mom said, I'm not putting a red one in my kitchen. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I will make you a color. Yeah, you did. Uh, our next production run. And um, actually, occupational therapists and speech therapists use them as part of their therapy sessions. I had um, one speech therapist tell me that she could not get this little boy to, to do the work that she needed him to do. And so she purchased one. And um, she said that it, it did wonders for her therapy session. So that was that was uh, awesome. That was really, yeah. really great to hear because we kind of like set out for this one specific need for kids with ADHD. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, people are telling us, oh, my gosh, I can use it for this. I can use it for that. So it, it's really rewarding for us to see how, how many people it really can help. Absolutely. And so it can go under the desk at school, under the table at dinner time, um, or the desk at home when you're, they're doing homework. It's kind of, are there different yeah. measurements or different sizes so that people really can customize this to what fits their lifestyle? Um, there's actually um, two models that we okay. have. Um, one is the, uh, it's the Kinnabar 100, and that has a smaller footprint and needs to be attached to the legs of a desk or a smaller oh. table. Okay. And the Kinnabar 200 is um, a bigger footprint, and that's um, made to be freestanding. So you could literally just sit oh. in a chair, put that underneath you. Um, it's better for use under like a larger table. Like, you know, kindergartners, they have smaller tables. The 100 might be better for them, but, you know, the upper grades, their tables get larger and they have more space underneath. So the 200 mm -hmm. is better. Um, you know, the only thing we, we had to add on was um, – some uh, some straps and some suction cups and it was it was really uh, it was fun just sort of figuring it all out um, but we didn't intend to make two we actually only wanted to do like a one size fits all but once my husband and I went to all these different schools and we were measuring um, yeah. the desks and the sizes with calipers and things and we were like no this isn't gonna work this isn't gonna work we gotta make it we gotta make two so again you know it was just just kept rolling along and, and, and changing for us, but it, it kept it things exciting. So Yeah, I'm thinking of my, my children, they're in kinder, and their tables are so tiny. I don't know how the teachers get yeah. up and down all day in that. I don't, I feel like you would need like a little miniature one to put under their chairs. And then as they get bigger, they have to grow with it or get a new one to grow. But it sounds like they're pretty durable. So once a kid gets their foot on it, literally, they are, they've got it yeah. for a while. That's wonderful. Yeah, and there's actually, um, so there's two components to it, and we, add the, we added the second part um, because we found that our son needed sensory input. So there's two functions to it. There's a, a metal swing there. They can swing their feet back and forth, mm -hmm. and, then that's, and that has adjustable holes. And then there's a rubber foot band that goes um, across the back, and so they can kind of stretch their legs out. And if they just want to bounce up and down, yes. um, then they can do that too. And it was really neat because, you know, we know kids get bored, right? And so they're in school, they're in there for, I mean, it's like approximately about four, roughly four hours a day that kids are sitting still. And mm -hmm. so to have those two different options were really good. And the, the other thing that we thought was really important that what we found out of our own experience was 
you know, bouncy balls are, um, you know, a lot of teachers and parents have, have tried them. And I think they definitely have a purpose. I think they're great for brain breaks. But when you actually have to have the child sit and, and, and write, that's where the, the ball and these wobbly seats aren't the best, um, mm-hmm. you know, for, for these type of kids, maybe kids with dysgraphia or, right. or other things that they're trying to manage, you know, because now their whole upper body is moving. So the kinnabar immobilizes that upper torso. And so it's the legs that are really moving and nothing else. You see what oh. I'm saying? Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. So they're able to sit mm-hmm. still enough to do the work. Their whole body isn't in this fluid motion. It's just their legs going back and forth or up and down, I guess, if they're on the, the band. Right, right. And it's That's just an, an addition to, you know, to their, their, the seat and the desk that they, you know, that they already have. And um, some people actually, you know, some of the, the teachers, um, our parents, I guess, were concerned, um, you know, when they do, unfortunately, this day and age, our kids have to do lockdown drills and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they can fit underneath their desk or out in California, had a teacher ask, well, how will this work when we're practicing for earthquakes? Can the child oh. get underneath the desk? Yes, they can, because the, the bar just pushes right out of the way. And it really doesn't honestly take up that much more space than kind of what's already under there. So, mm-hmm. um, so all things we had to think about. <laughs> yes, you have. So you mentioned sensory. Yeah. You're thinking yeah. of everything. You even mentioned sensory. So is the material then, um, is it okay for children who have a sensory, uh, to touch texture? What's well, it's really, that's for the feet. Up. That's for the feet. So it's, um, you know, generally the kids are in school and they have shoes on. And mm-hmm. so, um, it, it is made out of a, a latex rubber. So if anyone okay. has a, an allergy to that, we kind of note that. But again, they are um, really um, made to kind of have your shoes on, I guess, at that point in time. You could be okay. home and that's fine, too. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's down there under their feet. So Perfect. Um, so it's not rubbing really, against their legs. No, not at all. And um, yeah, so... All right. So can you give me some examples of results you've seen personally with your little guy who created this? I guess um, he didn't create it, but you created it based off of him. And then and or friends and the teachers, what they're saying to you. I love to hear positive outcomes of things. Uh, I got to tell you, um, he's he's in fifth grade now and he asked for it from time to time. Like he just he's like, I'm going to I'm going to sit at the kinder bar. He likes to he does other different things. He stands and he wants his kinder bar. We have one underneath our kitchen table. I have one underneath my desk. Um, but I'm, I'm really so pleased. We, we have had such a wonderful feedback from um, parents, teachers, and therapists so far. It, you know, they tell us, and we knew this, but it, it helps keep the, the children in their seat longer. The minute they sit down, they put their feet on it and automatically use it without even thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it can help increase focus and keep them on task a lot longer. Um, one teacher told me she had a, a, an autistic child and she could never get him to, um, to sit down. And so she put, you know, she had the iPad in, in front of him one day and they were using an app and, and he sat in his chair much, much longer um, working on his app because his feet were able to, uh, to move underneath the desk. And that just, it, mm-hmm. that just warmed my heart. I just loved hearing that. And, um, and it provides the child with a way to self-regulate. Um, and yeah. that's great because they don't, they don't even know that they're doing it. You know, they just think it's right. kind of fun. So, and not only does it help the student, but it helps the teacher as well. They actually spend less time redirecting those children that would normally need it. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine so that. Like it too. <laughs> yeah. 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 So where can people find this product? This is 
It's so exciting to hear about it. Where do they come and oh, locate thank it you. from you? Um, they can, uh, we sell it on um, our website, which is www.kinnebar.com, and that's K-I-N-N-E-B-A-R. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of um, videos. Um, you know, you can go and see what kind of material it's made out of, um, tutorials on how to put it together. Um, if anybody has any questions, I'm the one I'm sitting here answering all, all of them. So um, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll get me on the other end and, uh, you know, I'm happy to, to answer any questions. Um, yeah. But we, we hope we built out the site enough that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's got an, a, a lot of good information on it. So. Wonderful. Perfect. All right. So the last question I asked every guest, because you are a mama to a little one who has some extra attention needed. Do you have any tips or advice for parents who are also going down this path? Three just things that you think, wow, that worked or that didn't work or tried this. And I really think other parents should hear about. Sure. I mean, I wish I had an hour for this one, but, <laughs> I, know, so, um, but uh, I sure do. And I, I would love to share them. And I, I would say, um, you know, one, number one, don't have too many options for your kids. Um, no matter what it is, um, whether you're talking about dinner, clothes, shoes, toys. I'm, I'm actually, uh, what we do in our home is we store toys in plastic bins and we kind of make it a fun thing and we rotate them out uh, of the room every six to nine months. I'll just throw them in a closet somewhere and, and um, they just have less options and it's not as messy. Um, so we don't fight over that. And mm-hmm. um, I, I find when my kids have fewer options, it's easier to make decisions and it also empowers them to decide things for themselves. Um, number two, I would say routine are key. Um, in the morning, we usually have everything in order. And uh, one of my favorite things that I did, and I just shared this with a group of other parents um, last week, is I put all of my kids' toiletries in one drawer in our kitchen. Um, so the toothbrush, the toothpaste, the hairbrush, deodorant, et cetera, mm-hmm. everything that they you know, need to do that they would have normally gone upstairs and gotten distracted with and <laughs> you know, started doing something else, yeah. I keep that in the drawer in our kitchen. And it, it, it's been a game changer. Like it just gets us going. Um, and I'll say you know, to my kids, you know, what do you have to do next? What do you have to do next? So that you know, I'm not telling them what to do. They're just, it's sort of uh-huh. um, prompting them to, to get things done. Um, yeah. I think positive reinforcement rewards always work and whatever that means to your family. But um, I let my kids have playtime before school. Mm-hmm. So they get to ride their bike, um, kick a soccer ball. It, it's really something very simple that they can, um, you know, easily stop playing. Like I wouldn't have them put rollerblades on or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. something they could just hop off and we can get in the car. Um, and so as long as they do everything they are supposed to do and they have their backpack in the garage and we're ready to go, then they can play outside. And I find it helps twofold. It gets them ready faster and stay on task and um, because they want to get out and play. Mm-hmm. And then they're getting some really healthy exercise before school, which I think mm-hmm. helps a lot. And if you don't mind, I want to share one yeah. more. Um, but I think this is so important. Um, I think it's really important to um, build up their self-esteem. As a parent, it's so easy to get frustrated, right? We're dealing with all kinds of things and and you get frustrated so easily. And when your kids don't do things like the way we would, like picking up their clothes or making their bed, um, I'm really trying to work hard at picking and choosing my battles these days. I, I I mean, you have to think about it them in their world, right? At school, they have, um, you know, they're struggling all day to focus and they may have multiple teachers telling them things like, you know, sit still, hurry up, stay focused, 
stop doing that. And, and they don't, the, the children, they don't want to be the last one working on something. They don't want to be corrected all day. It takes a toll on them. It makes mm-hmm. them really feel bad about themselves. So as a parent, um, I just, I just say things and I do things differently. I think it's really cool to see their reaction when you start praising them for the things that they did do right, like picking out their clothes the night before or doing something nice for their sibling or a friend or remembering to bring home that book you asked them. And I think that's really important. They feel good about themselves. And and we point out the things, the positive things that that they did do. I love that. That's that's so good. Yes, absolutely. Those are really good tips. I'm glad you shared four. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing. I am thrilled to learn more about this product because I kind of have been spying on you for a while now. And I I can't wait to see it take off. I really, as a mama with a little boy who has sensory processing disorder and a daughter who has has ADHD, we are a very busy moving house. Um, We are always trying to find puzzle pieces as well. And I know that what you have to offer is really good for a lot of families also on this same course. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me a little bit more about it. Thank you. It, it's really been a pleasure talking with you and, 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 and sharing everything that I've learned. Cause I know, I know it's hard. There's a lot of parents out there. They, they might, you know, their child could be newly diagnosed and they, they, they're in a world when they don't know. So I think it's, it's parents like you and I that do the things that we do and, and, and share our stories. And it, it, you know, it could skip a lot of steps for some parents. So thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. This podcast is for you, the parent of that kid. So go ahead. Tell me what you liked about this episode. Give me some ideas on what you'd like to hear. Maybe you have somebody you'd like me to ask those nitty gritty questions to. I'm ready. Oh, and if you have a friend who is also the parent of that kid, click that share button and empower them with some tools and tips as well. And by the way, imperfect parent, I know parenting that kid is hella hard, but I'm telling you it's worth it. You are rocking this parenting journey.